Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who takes a super soaker to drive-bys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> who are you? I didn't know you got wet. <laughs> You're about to get wet. <laughs> about to get wet. <laughs> I'm Blake. What's up, dude? But that's why also in El Paso, people love your drive-bys. That's right, dude. I'm very popular this time of year. I'm uh, They call me uh, the wet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping everybody damp uh, with my holy water. <laughs> did I ever uh, Did I ever tell you, did I ever follow up with you about, remember I told you about the uh, graffiti in the ditch and it was. Uh, yeah, satanic. that was great. Did story. I ever give you the follow-up on that? No. It's pretty cool because remember back in the day there'd be like tag wars, people would scratch oh, over yeah. people, and that that was always really cool, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. Since I mean, no one's ever gonna kick my ass over it. <laughs> so, I was going with it, and uh, so I was walking by. Uh, this is last week or the week before, and uh, someone had tagged over the 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 satanic one. And oh. for those who hadn't heard the the story, it's basically uh, someone had graffitied in a ditch uh, an upside down cross saying god is and it said god is dead which is uh god is a lie god is Cla- a lie. Cl- classic classic i mean who hasn't at some point in their life written some satanic scribble somewhere oh, or I've drawn a pentagram. pentagram yeah definitely yeah like i mean every kid has done that not believing in it just because it looks fucking cool so i was walking by the other day and someone had scratched over the god is a lie thing and they put no he's not you're done yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So the first one I'm talking up to the whole like you know every kid does a satanic thing once in their, yeah, once in sure. their at least once in their life I'm thinking the person who wrote over that fucking hardcore serious shit oh, <laughs> dude like, do not yes. fuck with that guy dude or gal they could they are into it and they will not stand for your sacrilege <laughs> it's no I'm, I'm thinking they walked by they saw that ran home oh, yeah came back with in, spray paint with spray paint yellow spray paint wow yellow spray paint so it was even kind of kind of holy in it. yeah <laughs> bright yeah real sunny it was wow. pretty fucking awesome like i was walking by and i was like oh i wonder what someone wrote i thought someone added to it but no it was a war yeah it was a fucking threat that's badass you know i uh i you made me you make me think of uh some graffiti that i saw one time um, and it really just made me laugh because it was on the back of like an auto parts store and all it said was ass. <laughs> hey, big ASS on the back of an auto parts store. <laughs> Sometimes that shit is funny when people it just is. put some random stuff. Like, like, like fuck fart. you is, like, yeah, fart is funny. But like, fuck you, eh, never funny. Eh, you know? Like, I, I would always write like, if you read this, you suck. Eh, it was funny eh. like the first time I said <laughs> And then I just did it afterwards because I thought it was funny, but even I really knew it wasn't that. Funny. Oh, dude, yeah. But then, yeah, I would just see somewhere like butt somewhere, and I'd crack up. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like, but <laughs> it's hilarious. It's the most hilarious thing. Uh, on a more serious note, so you are a resident Dune fan. I am, without a doubt, you're an expert on yeah. it. Um, <laughs> another Dune part is a part two or chapter it's part two right not chapter part two. two yeah do yep. part two they released another trailer looks amazing and i was not a fan of the first one but right. man right. this trailer looks really good but it's pretty good we'll move past the trailer and we'll probably have i mean we covered dune when it first came out we, we'll, probably we'll cover it again yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have something to say about dune too like no doubt about that 
So Dune 3, like the first thing I saw was on the all, all over the place. Dune 3 confirmed, Dune 3 confirmed. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, uh, I know the first two parts are the first book. And I know eventually someone becomes a giant emperor worm or something. Oh, yeah. That's so, great. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, maybe, maybe we're going to get that. Because <laughs> I know sci-fi did some Dune movies, but I don't think they ever got that deep into it. No, they shouldn't. But um, I was like, wow, cool. So I read the articles and then correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Dennis Villa, Villanueva, is that uh-huh. so he has confirmed that he would like to do Dune 3, but it hasn't actually been confirmed, right? Well, it's it's a really funny bit of, of 21st century internet reporting, right? It is uh, somebody got a quote and then they decided that that was official news uh, according to deadline we'll we'll just say that so uh, they have said that dune 2 is the is part of a trilogy that is what deadline oh. is saying is is confirmed okay. now then the next line it it says while unconfirmed that this is <laughs> an actual like part of this dune movie so this is where i think the confusion is coming in uh-huh. Um, Dune Part Two, I believe, will wrap up the first book that is called Dune. Okay. Um, what I think this third movie will be will be the sequel to that novel, which was called Dune Messiah, which is yes, really yes. the the Paul Atreides. It's it's if you're gonna read Dune, you should read Dune and then Dune Messiah. Those are the, those are the books you should absolutely read. The one following that is, you know, it's entirely up to you if you want to continue that journey. But I would say the large majority of the great storytelling and great characters have their hurrah through those two books. And uh, so what I think that they're getting at here is that um, Villanueva really, really wants to make Messiah as the third part of this Dune story, which is, I think, a, I think that's a cool idea. It makes sense. It is kind of the end of Paul Atreides' story for the most part. Right. And uh, that, so that makes sense to me. But it is all this, you know, internet hearsay about like what it is. And he's literally said, I would love to do it. I would love to do it. Those are his quotes. Like, I would love to do that. Um, right. I, I don't know if it's completely a sure thing. I, I'm sure if this Dune 2 just makes a ton of money, I'm sure it'll it'll be a, a shoe in. And chances are it will. I yeah. mean, the, the first one was well received uh, commercially and critically, actually. It yeah. won a couple of Oscars for uh, costuming, makeup, that sort of thing, the production stuff. But a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, um, Looking at it, um, whether you like it or not, is something entirely different. But um, yeah, you know, people need to calm down. Like, I get it. Content is king nowadays. And clickbait's been a thing for, I don't know, how many years now? Forever, it seems. (laughs) Ever since there's an internet, clickbait's been more. But um, shit like that, I mean, it kind of shouldn't, but it kind of pisses me off. It's like, it's one of those reading comprehension things, you know? It's like, yeah. I mean, fine, you misread it once, but then it gets reported and it gets re-reported and you're just kind of like... phone game, man. And then it starts confusing because then you're like, wait, you start doubting yourself. I'm like, I see it here. And he says, like you said, uh, he confirmed that he would love to do it. I think he even has ideas for it. Definitely. But, uh, and I read, uh, I think it was Collider where it was like, uh, yeah, he's confirmed he would love to do it. It would close out a trilogy. And then the next line was... There are no definite plans. <laughs> right. And so, 
I, and I also think it's playing a very dangerous game because um, uh, like a person much like yourself who, who left the first part, Dune part one going like, ah, I don't know. I didn't really get it. And like, there was a lot that did not explained and all, you know, I just didn't feel, didn't, didn't click with you. If you read on, on a news headline on Twitter or whatever, that, oh shit, I'm not even going to finish off the story in the second one. That's kind of misleading because it might drive some people completely away from being like, I don't, I'm not investing in, into this thing again that I didn't really click with in the first place. When in all right. actuality, I think the part two is going to wrap up that, that whole bit of storytelling. So yeah. I don't know. I think they're, they've got to be careful with what the news that they release on the, you know, on the front of this coming out a little later this year. Yeah. And, and for a person like me who didn't care for the first one, but who's always wanted to get into Dune because I've heard my right. entire life, like how awesome Dune is. And uh, aside from the David Lynch one, like I, I, I haven't seen the sci-fi ones. I've tried to go through, I've tried to read or listen to the book like 26 or 27 times in my <laughs> life like i just for whatever reason i always get pulled away from it. and it's not the sure. book's fault like i always get pulled away from it for one reason one is because it's so fucking long but like i just never am able to get through it. and i really want to so when i yeah. heard that you know it's going to be yeah they're they're kind of long movies but there's going to be two of them it's going to be like the definite version of the book he's a fan like and even though I didn't care for the first one all that much, like from what I can tell talking to you and talking to others, it's like a really, really close approximation of the book from what yeah, I am. It's pretty so, good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people like fans of Dune love it. So if fans love it and those are theoretically the most picky people, yeah. then I mean, you know, who am I to doubt that it's not uh, true to the source material, but it is a, it would be off-putting but like hearing you say that yeah the second one's gonna wrap it up makes me feel better but yeah. it definitely would be off pity off-putting to be like okay like i've watched one what two and a half hour three hour movie yeah i'm in for another one that's gonna be close to that length probably and now you're telling me i need to watch a third one yeah <laughs> that's a lot dude. that's almost 10 hours of my life and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting up there <laughs> That's, yeah, like, that's, that's a day of work i was gonna like, say that's a work day man that's yeah like, cool. they pay me to watch it <laughs> no exactly I, i'll spend that cost me about 90 bucks probably to watch all that dude yeah no shit like uh, <laughs> i the first time i saw Dune, and i will admit that i missed out the first time i watched Dune because i did watch it when it premiered but this is during covid so i watched oh, it on HBO, hbo max yeah it looked great but i didn't get the theater feel that everyone tells me is amazing and based on what I saw, I can only believe is 100%. I think everyone undersold it to me because it looked amazing I, on television. I agree. It's it's one of the very few movies I'm like, I'm going to try to do the IMAX thing for that one if they if they have it available. I, I, I think that's just, a, yeah, it's so visually just awesome. Yeah, it's from the opening scene and from the trailers. You can end I mean, no, nothing does it justice. I, and I don't know, but I'm sure that... Uh, people who have seen it both on television and in the theaters will tell you that i mean it's night and day there's like no comparison oh, yeah. i would imagine totally. um and an unfortunate thing is happening now dune has not been and i don't think dune will ever be a victim well i don't know actually <laughs> um but streaming services and hbo max was the one who started it they're starting to remove content oh for years and years and years and years i've heard people who like 
still buy DVDs or they still collect physical media, they would be like, oh, you never know what they're going to take away from you. And I never really, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. It'll be around. Yeah. Joe Bob would say it. He always is like, oh, physical media, because you never know what the streaming networks. I'm like, yeah. Well, it turns out they are axing shit. Right. It yeah. started HBO Max and they opened the floodgates. So um, some of the things, like, so some things it's kind of like, eh, like Inside Amy Schumer can't find oh. it anymore oh, go you know what let's well, say i was schumer never looking world. for it yeah. <laughs> yeah right let's say me schumer in this world is not a bad thing then you have i mean this just came out willow no God. longer can be found um wow I, I i read yeah and the the um this is super interesting like and we, i mean we won't even get into the whole writer strike and possible actor strike or everything but uh I mean, they're not getting residuals. <laughs> like, there's people who, who can't put it on their resume anymore. I read one today, and I never had heard of this movie. I think it's called Crater or something. It's on Disney+. Plus. 48 days gone. I mean, you don't even have a chance to find an audience. Wow. Less than well, two months. What's the theory behind this, or what's the the thought? I'm thinking process? so. Some people are saying tax write off, right? But then okay. the Willow showrunner was like, "Well, you can't use that excuse because it's out there, and once it's out there, they can't use it as a a tax write off." So, but if it's out there, they have to pay residual residuals to you know people who own the property and things like that. Sure. Even there's that aspect of it. Just the cost of having it on there. Right. I mean, inflation's like, hitting us all, man. <laughs> it's crazy and it really um, i mean the the people who and i know we were making fun of the writers always going on strike a while back but yeah. i mean the people who did pour their heart and souls and whether you like them or not is irrelevant the fact is like willow i've actually heard really good things about i i know it was okay <laughs> I, I was gonna say i know like four people who watched it but I've, i haven't heard anyone say a bad thing about it and no. uh and, and you're saying i've heard two people be like yeah and i've heard two people like talk it up like amazing, really like really good stuff um but it's gone and it's that was like six months yeah that's Wait. shocking man that's that that surprises the hell out of me because usually it's like oh you'd let it hang out for a couple of years man we would think or at least a year it's it, it, at least a year right so it's kind of like i think it's an interesting it it's almost it puts pressure on a lot of people obviously the people who are creating it but it kind of puts pressure on the audience too. It's like, oh shit! Like, maybe I should. It. I gotta watch this because I don't know if it's gonna be there in six hey. weeks. Hey, maybe that's a good thing, man. I, I think maybe we've all gotten a little laissez-faire with our uh, with our viewing habits. You know, we yeah. are. We just kind of like, yeah, we know it's gonna be there. We'll catch it when we can, and maybe that puts a little bit of urgency, a little into watching some things. I'm. That honestly might get me to watch more shows. You know me; I'm like really bad with with actual series. So I don't know if uh, if something is on the on the risk of vanishing forever. I guess I might check it out. But uh, yeah, that's wild. I, I, I it's a it's an interesting process, and I'm wondering if is if if they're like if they're literally just going down the list and being like, there's just not big enough audience for these things. How many times was this streamed in the last? x weeks or whatever and then they're just going like yeah we can't pay for the bandwidth for that let's let's not you know i don't know it's just it's i don't know it's interesting it's weird because there's no rhyme or reason to it like there's 
like some newer stuff, some older stuff. There's some comedies, there's some serious things, there's movies, there's shows. Uh, yeah. It's um when I first saw it, especially the thing that had been on there for like 40 days, 48 days or whatever. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. But then I really thought about it. I was like, you know, it's kind of like how I was when I, when I, when I, was, when I was growing up. Because like there was stuff on TV. Um, and even going back when I was really young, like there was VHS tapes and you could rent them or buy them. But that was it. Like, yeah. I mean, they weren't readily available for you. Like, I think people have taken for granted, like, they can watch the Golden Girls whenever. Or, whenever they want. Yeah. Or inside Amy Schumer, they could watch it. They could watch it whenever. But, um, it wasn't always like that. And that for it's for longer than it has been. It wasn't like that. Like, yeah. you, saw, you saw shit in the theaters or you waited till it eventually got to HBO or video if you could afford HBO. Right. And or you hope that a friend had had the tape or they had recorded the tape from a friend of theirs or something. But like uh it's an interesting thing. Like it, it kind of reminds me of old because there's too many streaming channels now. Like I mean, oh yeah. Paramount Plus. I mean they have that new Dungeons and Dragons movie on there. But uh well, yeah which yeah. is good. Yeah, I saw Top Gun Maverick on there which is really cool. Oh yeah that's cool. But um I mean HBO Max, I think for the first time ever, uh, there's going to be HBO movies on Netflix now. So it's kind of like, why do well, I need them both? <laughs> and it's crazy. Yeah, like we were talking, like they're kind of doing away with HBO. Like HBO is going away. Which is like such HBO, a, I don't get that. It's mind boggling. Yeah. It's actually fucking mind boggling that that is like a thing that is happening. We've become, I don't know, dude. Like I literally, I was at a red light the other day and I saw somebody watching a fucking TV show on their fucking on their in their car yeah like with, the, with, the, with the phone like mounted on the thing with like whatever it was playing you know and they were watching it and i'm like dude like do we have to ingest entertainment media at all times of the day it's just so apparently crazy. we do like on uh <laughs> yes we're recording this on july 5th so yesterday i was over at the uh in-laws and you know the whole family's there and i went into where the, the den where all the kids were at and they had youtube on on tv um twitch on the fucking laptop and then they were playing fortnite on their switches i was like jesus christ like you're you're frying your brains out like yeah and this is someone who has a cell phone like blaring and i'm looking at a laptop right now (laughs) i literally have three screens in front of me right now yeah yeah and and, and i'm like i mean i've always thought like yeah i'm like an early adapter with all this new tech because we've been lucky we've been able to see like the rays of internet smartphone apps all that stuff we've seen it and Every time it happens, I'm like, oh, cool. Now I could pay with my phone. Now I could pay with my watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm really cool with it. I love all that stuff. But, man, it's getting really wild now. Oh, um, no, dude. And, like, it, you, it is. It's like the quiet times are very few and far between. Like, the other day, uh, I, I had, like, an early brew day that I kind of just did by myself. And it didn't dawn on me for, like, maybe a couple hours that I, ne- I had no music on. I did not have a TV on. I was just kind of in there just doing the thing. And it was nice. <laughs> it was nice to not have being bombarded by opinions and even podcasts and shit. You know, like it's, it, it was nice. <laughs> I haven't had cable in a long time because of streaming channels. However, for those of you who uh, are worried about never seeing their favorite shows again, or they have that big backlog of shows, might want to clear that up now. Okay, that, that's kind of sad talking about losing <laughs> movies. Uh, there, there's better things to talk about. Genre of the future!
I um are you are you an insidious fan? <laughs> That's a, that's a funny question. <laughs> are you are insidious? <laughs> are there insidious fans? Uh, I liked the first one uh, for what it was worth at the time. I, yeah. The second one had its moments, I suppose. Uh, but they, you know, they kind of get lo- lo- uh, lost in the wash for me. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, so I've seen them. Uh, I've seen them all, I think. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. And I, except for the scene that everyone knows from the first one, because right. it's so fucking freaky. It is. A freaky um, it, it's really good. And the uh, that scene, not necessarily the movie. Right. And aside from the fourth one, the most recent one, um, Lin Shay was amazing. But uh, I love well, Lin Shay. Lin Shay's awesome. But The Last Key was one of the worst movies I saw that year. I remember coming out of I came out of that theater like it's one of those like you're pissed. Like I was super upset by that. But Insidious for the most part because there's like The Conjuring and there's uh, God, I feel uh, Sinister I think came out around the same time. I don't know why. I know Oculus is and Oculus is actually really good. I love Oculus. That one's good and I think it came out a few years after but it kind of, I grouped them together. Sure. But um, Insidious is bottom of that and not that it sucks. (laughs) It's just like I have no memory of the movies at all. Like which good is scene in the yeah, good scene in the first one. Last one, the fourth one was god awful. Yeah, that's it. I don't even remember why it was god awful. And like, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, dude, I think the, that's the movie that got the Wannaverse rolling. Like the like he did really good with that, and yeah. then it was the Conjuring after that. And like, yeah, so it was like Insidious. Oh, it's so fucking scary. And then yeah, it just kind of ticked. It got ticked further and further down the list. Like there, Annabelle is more memorable than the fucking Insidious movies by a long shot. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely, you know, wild, yeah, wild. So yeah, Insidious the Red Door. <laughs> Insidious the Red Door is coming out uh, July the seventh in theaters. What's it about? It's a continuation of the first and second ones because apparently the third and fourth ones are prequels, which uh, oh. I kind of do remember. The, that's the right. One is that's prequel, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's so, right. That's right. So. It's Patrick Wilson's debut. They're going back to that story. It's 10 years since the first one. They are grown up now, but they're still dealing with the insidious yeah. force. But the if kid you're in, is grown up, it's the, the kid is. Can, yeah, he, he can. He can. I think he can rent a rent a car now. At, uh, <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> at times, um, uh, insidious, the red door. So also coming out July the 7th. And this just made its world premiere at uh, Tribeca is the lesson. It's the story of an English lit major who gets a, a dream job. He gets to go and tutor the son of his favorite novelist ever. Uh, and I mean, that's an amazing opportunity. However, when he's there, he gets caught up in a web of secrets and retribution and lies and all sorts of things. So I love stories about like good writers. Cause it seems like every high school movie you see someone like wants to be a writer or it's like oh, yeah. fucking one of the sweet Valley high girls or whatever. But, <laughs> but like, the you can tell in the trailer that the acting is just amazing. Like they have, and there's some really cool back and forth. And Richard E. Grant, just in the trailer, yeah, amazing, amazing acting already. You can tell in like the space of 90 seconds. Uh, uh it looks super interesting, but um, they're really pushing that whole uh they say it differently, but I think of the Oscar Wilde quote, the uh, talent borrows, genius oh. steals. Yeah, they use it like multiple times. Multiple times. So I'm pretty sure that figures into the ending somehow. That being said, I think it has. It looks like the performances are strong enough to get past any wacky ending it may have. 
Yeah, no, a really great trailer, actually. Really, really standout trailer. I thought it was awesome. Uh, man, I love movies about writers. I wonder why. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, some of my favorites are like Wonder Boys and stuff. And like, I love a good kind of uh, unraveling mystery kind of thing, that, which is... Uh, seems to be what what's happening in this and uh yeah. ooh, i i thought this yeah it was t- tantalizing tantalizing That's it does have it does have a little bit of i don't know like an undercurrent like it could, it could be down low sexy it could be down low sexy dude it does have that it also <laughs> could be down low flowers in the attic <laughs> i could also be that. <laughs> I don't know. there's something going on there which but is it's kind of sexy which is sexy in its own way <laughs> super intriguing with the, the lesson um july the 12th executive producer slash that's oh yeah guns and roses name the breach it's about a sheriff in a small town who finds a body and goes to investigate it and then um shit breaks loose it looks like uh and i don't know is it is this based on the lovecraftian short because uh, lovecraft short story because it looks like very lovecraftian with the there's like some supernatural but then there's some science in it and then yeah it looks like there's body horror they didn't show anything in the trailer but i'm yeah. gonna I, I think it's there oh uh, say there's some body horror going on here yeah there's some there's some shit going down here yeah. that, um I don't think it's a Lovecraft story, but it sure does smack of that, you know. It, it and like, uh, hell yeah, I thought this looked great. I thought this was, I thought this looked exactly kind of like what we've been talking about all year. Just fun, great. Let's do some fucking gore and have a dark story. Have a lot of fun with it. I think it looks great. Way to go, Slash. <laughs> it looks like something Slash would put his money behind. It does. <laughs> I don't say this often about trailers. Like you have to really get into a movie. To say it, but July the twelfth, video on demand and digital, the oh. abode, oh. and I have never seen a trailer that is so up its own ass. It was uh, pretty oh. fucking pretentious for for a trailer. Yeah, I, it was obviously made by a person who has never made a trailer before and had no idea of the concept of a trailer, because they were very pretentious. Lots of words on the screen. Yeah. For, for you to the read hell? it's like four minutes long i thought your movie I, I i thought for a while i was like oh shit did i accidentally get <laughs> is it a short movie yeah. is this a short and i'm am i watching it yeah 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 and yeah. it does not look good i'm sorry it, it does it and like i, I uh, right now we'll talk about low budget indie home <laughs> that um <laughs> Uh, we try our best to support them on, hey. on this, and and I don't think either of us are dishonest about it either. Absolutely like if, not. if they're shit, they're shit. Yeah, and, and I'm a, I, we I, we haven't seen this movie, so we can't say huh. it's shit right now. But we can say it's a shitty trailer, it's a and um, it does not make me want to see. And even the worst trailers that we've seen, and we've seen trailers that turned into bad movies. But there's something about every trailer. There's a little nugget sometimes that you're like, hmm. That looks like it might be okay. That part looks like it might yeah. be, the lead up might be. This one, zero interest. Z- zero interest. It looks like a very convoluted uh, story. Damn it. We we yeah. We want more low budget stuff, but god damn, I this does the trailer does it no favors. And uh, I, I, even with a for a trailer with a bunch of like words explaining things to you, uh, I had no concept of what the movie was actually about. No idea. No idea. And I, the synopsis is 
uh, uh, somebody gets killed, and he, I guess he's coming back for revenge and something to do about lost love. I guess, like, okay, I don't know. Uh, check out the trailer. Like a boat, it's on there. Maybe you'll think differently. Maybe we're just right. cynical hard asses. I don't know. Death Toilet Five: <laughs> <laughs> Invasion of the Potty Snatchers <laughs> comes to Blu-ray and streaming uh, July the twelfth. I didn't get the date down here, but July the twelfth it also okay. comes out. Now this is like old school horror. This is like yes. the video horror movies. This is yeah. this is the lowest of the low budget and. Uh, this look. I didn't even know there was a death toilet one through four, but I, I'm assuming. I, I'm assuming that it is. So maybe it's a joke. there is. No, I think there's a death toilet trilogy you can buy. Yeah, no, it's, oh it's shit! Yeah. Uh, uh, so this is straight up like fluff. It's like popcorn put on in the background. Watch it with. This isn't something you seriously would say like I'm going to watch this and have a good time. You need to have friends to watch a movie like this. Uh, it's about. I don't even. I couldn't quite understand the synopsis, but it's a half man, half toilet named Potty <laughs> Mouth who wants to take over the world, I think. Yeah. Um, everyone has names like Dr. Dingleberry and Professor <laughs> Poop and <laughs> Nurse Nibbles or whatever. Nurse Nibbles, like the effects look like something like I, I think Logan Paul might have better special effects oh, on his yeah. you know, Like This is like something that uh, people like and i think it was made by an actual production company like you know some friends have a production company but if it's on blu-ray they, they they have some sort of budget this to me i all i could think of was those like really really like cheap 80s horror movies, the video ones that like yeah. they never looked good and they actually really weren't all that great but you can sit there and watch them and get some entertainment out of it and yeah I'm thinking Invasion of the Potty Snatchers, which is an amazing name. I think this is one of those movies. Yeah. No, I would have, uh, on a Friday night uh, with uh, Flicks Pizza, my, my brother and I would have, uh, we would have snatched this off the shelf for, for certain. <laughs> so that's coming. Blu-ray streaming, Death Toilet 5. Check it out. <laughs> we love a good found footage movie here in a few weeks ago, my oh, gosh, was, was it last week? I don't know. Last week, maybe. <laughs> Blake, Blake asked, like, hey, within this, uh, what, what did you think what this would be like as a found footage movie? And we did Mind, Body, Spirit, which is a found footage movie. This week we have Horror in the Forest, which is a found footage movie. Now, you don't need us to tell you, if you're any sort of horror fan for any length of time, you don't need us to tell you how important the Blair Witch Project is to found footage. It um, it didn't invent found footage, but it pretty much kickstarted the craze that still exists to this very day. And it's inspired a whole lot of movies. Oh, lots and lots and lots of movies, lots of spoofs. Have you, and I ask you, serious question, have you ever seen a movie that so um, liberally borrows from the original Blair Witch Project? Uh, no, not even the Blair Witch <laughs> sequels have come as close no. to this uh i this uh i mean we just i mean we're just gonna have to talk about it because it's gonna be it has to be the thing we talk about the most during this review uh, it is it, it it is i what you would call like a love letter i guess to the blair witch project it's like if you said hey let's make the blair witch project again but let's like you know have a witch in it 
Yeah, let's let's add. You know what was the? You know what everyone needed from the Blair Witch Project? You know what everyone asked for? Let's add a love story subplot. <laughs> which because everybody half wants baked, that half baked love story. Half baked, and you know what? Let's not let's not do anything with it. That's exactly, <laughs> dick all. But spoiler alert: We're going to talk a little bit about horror, ah. of course. But it's the Blair Witch Project. Um, <laughs> that, that that famous scene with Heather that everyone knows of it. The whole well, they do that. If you liked it, then you get to see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and this is nothing against the actor. Well, nothing against the leads because um, no. there are some man. And we we're just talking about indie movies and how we try and, and <laughs> I'll try my best to not shit on this movie completely because it, it, there's 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 a couple of cool things in it but um the um supporting cast really really bad acting yeah and i, and I hate to say that like there's and that's you one you you can kind of understand it because they're going through some shit because uh much like the blair witch project there's some abductions going on in a forest and uh wouldn't you know it a documentarian crew has to go and investigate it and uh they come across this mom like the, the parents go into the woods and they kind of lose it or whatever but the first mom they come across who's crying and crying and crying it was laughably bad i i i didn't think it was, i thought it was a joke i, I was very surprised i held that the really bad acting daughter the the mom the when mom. they the, when they first introduced the cop Oh, oh yo, I, I yeah, forgot okay. about the cold open because there's a yeah, there is there. a cold open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. yeah gotcha. When, when gotcha. the crew's in the forest, and yes. Then, oh, and then you're bombarded with screaming out of nowhere for right. Yes, and then that kind of becomes the thing for the rest of the movie. Not that lady; you never see her again. But they just become screaming and crying, and you're introduced to this character who's a guide who's a little more involved with it than he wants to let on but his performance is so bad oh so so bad like it's i i'm gonna say it it's one of the worst we've ever seen on this show <laughs> i hate it to was, say it yeah no it, it was cringy man it, it was super cringy and i thought it was a really re- i don't think it's a good tactic to to make your jump scares volume related you know, because like that's what we got here. Um, yeah. they, they weren't tactful or clever or they were just loud. And I'll, I'll raise my hand. Hey, you got me, guys. You got me to jump out of my chair because I'm deaf as shit and I have to turn my headphones up. And it, you, they blew my ears out more than once. And oh, uh, yeah. I, I hate that. I, that immediately makes me dislike your attempt at scaring me or or entertaining me like it it's cheap it, it's not and it's not nice it's like a rude thing to do to the audience is kind of how i feel about it and yeah that's that's kind of where they they hedge their they they hook their 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 wagon to for for scaring you and i think that sucked and uh you know if you're gonna recreate one of the best horror movies of all time i'll just say that yeah it is it is it, it is, is absolutely it is you gotta come at it at least from some kind of fresh angle, right? Some kind of fresh angle at all. And jump scares like that are not the way to do it. This this movie tread almost zero new territory. It it brought like yeah, the guy who comes into the forest because his daughter's missing. He takes he ends up taking up a majority of the movie. That is rough because if I'm not mistaken, 
they kind of reiterate the same plot point about him and what's going on. What no less than three times. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's an interesting thing going on with him. It's kind of like, and for it a is. while, like you know, you know that how it's going to turn out. But like, there's this whole, you know, how, what's what's going on, what's true and what's real, and that's an interesting take on it. You can you can go in a couple of interesting directions with it, but they just decide to go with the laziest and just uh, there's no effort, zero effort in it. And you're right, like. Last week we were talking about, we were wondering, like, is it kind of a new thing where they have these subtle scares uh, almost in the background? Oh, right, they, right, right. And they really creep. This one doesn't, nah. no, it's in your face. It's obnoxious. And like you said, it is loud. It's really loud. But that's not scary. Like, yeah, it'll oh. jolt me. Of course it right. will. But like. Shard me. Uh, yeah, if someone were to fucking if I were to turn a corner and someone just screams in my face, like I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna react to it. Yeah, like that's just the way that it is. I mean, that's human nature. But oh man, it just and then with the the the, the guy who becomes kind of a, a main character, like he has this really bad habit of saying something and staring at him and just slowly walking backwards, yeah. kind of like when. Um, like when Homer and Ned become friends and there's that scene where Homer backs into the bushes and just, <laughs> like he does that a lot, but it's not supposed to be funny ever. And it's not, it's really annoying actually. Yeah. It totally ruins the immersion. Absolutely. And I, and I really felt um, that the conversations being had were just, well, like you said, it's just lazy. It's lazy writing. None of the conversations being had even seemed like that's the like why I, there was a couple times I'm like why are they talking about like mm-hmm. what are they even talking about what, are they not more concerned with like the fucking shit that's happening you know I don't know and then the one guy uh, who's like one of our leads is like I'm done I'm out of here and so until he is not no longer in the picture that's all he says I'm fucking out of here yeah. you know what. I'm out of here. I'm like, dude, then leave. <laughs> Fucking leave. I'm tired of hearing you say you're going to leave. First of all, like, yeah, he, he shouldn't be out there because torn jeans in the woods, <laughs> not the best idea. I'm like, oh. you should go. Go change your pants. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, that's part of the, uh, that's where they have that will they or won't they. Right. Stuff. Like, and then I agree with you. Like, he's always like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And then he's back again. Like, you're like, dude, I thought you were leaving. Yeah. Turns out he's like staying for Georgie, the like the, the girl, the, the 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 female lead in this. And but you don't feel like so if you're gonna do that, because that is entirely different from Blair Witch, because you yeah. never ever ever consider in Blair Witch that like oh yeah, yeah a love interest. Yeah, yeah, never does that ever come up. So that's different. That that's that's okay, fine. You that chalk that that's completely different. But aside from a conversation they have in the very beginning where like she's down to clown and he's like, uh, well, I don't want it to be just like uh, for the fuck of it. No pun intended. Like yeah. he obviously wants more. Um, you don't really feel like there's any. I mean, she was horny one night and he <laughs> wants a little bit more than that. But that's it. Like that's it's it. very, very pointless. Like I. More than no, I won't say more than the screaming because that really annoyed me. But that little subplot was uh, just pointless. It was pointless, and then like even like you, they had this third character there, which I guess is supposed to allow you to have them to have screen time together, right? But ultimately, that guy is totally worthless and pointless. As a matter of fact, I don't even recall what happened to him. 
Uh, oh yeah, no, I uh, okay. The same thing that happened to everybody else in every other scene. It's funny to say this about a movie that is a direct rip of it's uninspired, man. This is such an uninspired movie, and how you how you can how you can take that that premise and and make it just flat as shit. Really, all it does is it shows me how great the original Blair Witch Project actually still is. That 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 movie accomplished something that these jerk offs. <laughs> <laughs> it accomplished something that that this movie could and it also kind of like people always talk about you know greatest movies of all time greatest movie in the past five years like that type of thing but a generational movie and people throw it around a lot like instant classic and stuff like that but you don't know if something's an instant classic or a generational movie until way down the line and this kind of proved because Blair Witch was 99 right 99 yeah 20 20 almost a quarter of a century ago and it was so yeah one of the highest grossing indie movies of all time and yeah the whole found footage thing but it's still being liberal i mean it's 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 being ripped off 25 (laughs) years later later. just shows what, what an effect it had now one of the things that i love and there's so many things that you can about about blair witch that stand out but i love the ending i i truly believe That is the greatest ending of a horror movie. And one of the maybe top five endings of all time of any movie. Like, I love it. I I saw it in theaters. I was 19 years old, I think. Yeah, I was, yeah. I couldn't couldn't drink it, couldn't buy a beer yet. (laughs) Like, when I saw this movie, you know, I'm watching it and not understand. Like, I mean, I'm understanding, but I'm not understanding how we got to this because this is the fucking the marketing and everything. And I, I don't have to go into the history of the Blair Witch, but like the ending freaked me out. Was amazing. Like, I, I wanted to talk about it with people. Like, and to this day, like, it's one of those things where like you don't describe the ending; you just say the ending, and everyone's like, "Oh, fuck you!" Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like the yeah. ending, yeah. So you figured they would, if anything, if you're gonna copy anything from Blair Witch, copy that ending. Get to- no, they don't do anything even- close. It is no. one of the, it is so so in a, in a movie full of like you said uninspired flat moments. It is the most anticlimactic scene. It, it, they they <sighs> couldn't have made it any worse than what it was i couldn't believe how it ended i couldn't believe how blair witch ended in a positive way right i can't believe how this movie ended oh worst oh. possibly oh yeah no i you know i remember my buddy cody when that movie ended in the theater he turned to me he goes wait is, is this real it did was this a real like he was that you know i kind of had that same reaction when this movie ended. wait a minute is this real is this Except, except Blair Witch is like, is it real? And is it real? Is like, are you fucking is, with are me? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> this is the yeah, yeah, man. Just a, a heartfelt. You tried. <laughs> I will say this. I said I had a couple of positive things to say, so I will say this: a random mirror, uh, just mirrors in, oh, in in a in dark the... room in general are scary. Yes. So a, a full length mirror being in found in the in the forest randomly, pretty cool idea pretty fucking creepy really really quite creepy and i i won't hate too hard on the witch design you know it the witch design was actually not terrible i'll I'll say that as well it's not and they also um do uh, now there's lots of like found footage movies do a lot of like found footage in the found footage where they're watching a video or whatever (laughs) but uh 
this one they, there's a lot of that a lot of that but uh there's some pretty good gore too that there i'll is. give them credit for especially for the budget that i imagine they're working with there's some really good gore scenes in this yeah yeah no there, there was uh you know I, I i can't help but think that you know there was some people involved in this that really gave a shit you know i think that's that's present you can tell that they you know the effects crew and you know even the i'll even say that like some of the like the shots and settings of the thing were ominous and creepy you know you get out in the woods and they they did a good job because sometimes you you get these movies where you're just like oh they're just out in the woods none of this looks actually scary at all this looked pretty creepy look it looked like you could get lost in that in those woods and uh i thought that was effective too so you know there there was some care put into it for sure there was and and dbs films who released this movie like they are it's the whole studio one of those like made by horror fans for horror fans but they take it a step further like they have a a community a discord community that they reach out to and they tell them like hey we're having casting calls for this and like they actually that's cool yeah so they are true horror fans so that being said horror in the forest there isn't a concrete release date on it right now but it will be coming out soon see or no see oh i'm afraid i'm gonna have to say no see on horror in the forest a little i mean too derivative uninspired um some really cringy acting uh kind of kind of ruined it for me we'll give them a we'll we'll try again next time (laughs) i have uh nothing against low budget horror at all uh might be some of my favorite actually but uh this movie is a little bit, little bit too uninspired, like we've said throughout this, but uh, a lot of been there, done that. So I would absolutely pass on this. Our feature presentation this week is, uh, I don't know if we will see a stranger movie this week. So Biosphere, so right off the bat, spoiler alert, like there is so much to give away in this movie and it's, it's like a constant stream of things. We will not ruin anyone's watchability of this movie because it went in directions that I never would have imagined it would have gone in. So um, this movie, interesting pacing because a lot of movies are like, okay, it's two main actors, but then there'll be like a flashback scene or a flash forward scene. And there'll be a couple of other actors in here, not in Biosphere. You got Mark Duplass, you got Sterling K. Brown for whatever 116 minutes or whatever that's all you're getting there's nobody else so their performances are so so important in this and i would say like within the first 90 seconds they nail that the bond that they have really good performances that start early and carry all the way through Uh, i couldn't agree more man yeah this is uh you know um it was funny because when I when I started the movie and I saw that there was really there's only the two credits, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, oh shit! But two incredibly good actors. I I, yeah. I really admire Sterling K. Brown and Mark Duplass for all the roles that they can like, almost always flawlessly do. They they're all both those actors are incredibly good all the time. And uh, so I was I was pretty geeked up actually uh, in knowing that. And yeah, you, you couldn't have said it better. They they have a on-screen uh, chemistry that is... Uh, I, I really hope that they're actual friends because they sure seemed like friends. You know, yeah. that was such a believable friendship. And it just it jumped out of... It jumped off the screen. It's very natural. And that's a word that I'll try not to overuse for this movie because sure. 
everything is very natural in this movie. Now, the circumstances are very unnatural. They're <laughs> the last two people on Earth, and their food supply is dwindling. And then from there, they got to figure out what's happening and what they're going to do to stay alive. So that's kind of the, 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 the premise of Biosphere. Everything happens organically. And this is like nothing is spoon fed to the and a lot of times because there's so much like science babble in this that you have to like kind of pull the whole audience by the hand and let them know what's going on. There's not too much of this in it, in, too much of that. And I don't know if there's any at all, really. Like things are happening and some of it is ridiculous and over the top, but it's just kind of they're just talking. They're just talking their way through it. The movie's just unfolding in front of you and it's not a real-time thing it's, it happens over the course of, a, of a, an undisclosed amount of time but it takes a while but it's all just flowing it's a very free-flowing movie which isn't always a good idea because that means there's a lack of structure but conversely this is a very very structured movie uh yeah that's a really yeah really good way to put it and it it kind of does uh well, it was very reminiscent of like reading a good story, like in and not in like it's like got chapters to it, but without yeah. having chapter one, chapter two. Like, there's definitely movements throughout the throughout the movie that um, you know change uh, tone, emphasis on what you should be you know paying attention to, and yeah, I thought it was uh, pacing was great. Um, I thought it it really allowed you it's to, to like. Um, to, to get to know these two in a way where you it's not it's hard i think to to have characters where you're trying to make them likable but also show that they're flawed and show that they can be selfish and all these things but still try to keep that likability i don't know if it was the direction the writing acting or a combination that all three of those things no matter what was transpiring at the time i was really engaged and i was really caring for both of them the both of their feelings were important to me which is uh you know that's that's saying something I, that's that's hard to do yeah, usually it's it one way or the other you kind of grasp onto one no you, you care about both these these two equally and and the way it's done in this movie is really risky so you know you have two strong and chances are you know you have two really strong actors going into this and so you know that the performances are going to carry its own weight but this movie like we've talked about talkies and dewey's like this is there's yeah. no action at yeah. all whatsoever so you're absolutely relying on the story to carry the to to keep the audience engaged and it does it in the um, there's no chapters like you know i know literal chapters in this but there's like three like important movies or moments yeah. in the yeah. movie that happen that kind of signify breaks in the in the act the three act structure and um, man, each thing that happens, it caught me off guard because it's a it's a weird movie. It's it's funny. It's it's supposed to be funny, but it, it's funny to me that it's like this weird mix of like it's very serious, like it's very topical issues of like sexuality and gender and identity, but then it's mixed with this like wacky eighties stuff like 80s <laughs> like like stuff you'd see in like like some weird movies sitcoms even from from the 80s like they're both <sighs> inhabiting the same space and that's just not something you see or something you really want to see or do but this i mean they managed to flow between the, these two tones throughout the entire movie yeah it was really interesting I, I i thought yeah they did that uh like uh the odd couple kind of vibe but it's yeah. like uh you get it's like you've 
this odd couple has been living together and they've already hashed out all their odd couple bullshit, you know, and they're just kind of existing at this point. And so you kind of come into the, to their odd couple nature um, in a, in a really, in a really odd time in their lives where they're, it's all very accepting, you know, they're, they kind of have their routines and, and um, the, yeah, like the, like you said, the moments come from those routine breaks. Uh, the routines are getting shaken up as for, for a couple of people locked inside, you know, uh, something smaller than, you know, you know, uh, high school, much smaller than like a high school basketball gym. You know, it's a very small thing. And you, you start to think about like how that would be playing at these guys' psyches um, and just in general, I think they just did a really interesting job of uh, making those those two characters just really different, uh, very wildly different, and but incredibly likable. And uh, you're rooting for both of them for different reasons. It, it was really, really interesting. It was. And I, I'll say for this movie, one of the it's a weird thing because um, some of the things that they deal with, like back in 1984, it would have been really uncomfortable oh, and funny. But uh, there's a scene in this, and I, I, I'm going to say it's probably the most powerful for me. It was the most impacting scene we've ever that I've, I've experienced this year, where um, Ray, which is uh, Sterling K. Brown's character, and, and Billy, they have a confrontation where Billy is kind of coming at Ray, yeah. and then Ray's trying to back him up, and then finally Ray friends him and he stops himself and that whole scene was like super impactful and effect and it was really uncomfortable and it's not necessarily because of but a little bit of it was that because i don't know they they were so close on 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 a level as friend they had been through so much together and then to see that happen seemed like unnatural it is that's not the right word but it was like almost like they were I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about that scene, but it made me very uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. and, and worse, I guess they go further with it, but those scenes were played for laughs. Yeah. But that scene was like, <clears throat> it, it really like hit home for me. I, I, oh. I thought it was really well acted. It was really cool. I loved Sterling K. Brown's reaction. And I oh. liked the aftermath where they're discussing it. Just super, super well-written and really, really powerful. Oh, it's uh, it's one of the best scenes of the year that we've watched on this on this peer program. Absolutely, what a moment! And like, it's funny. Like, there's sometimes um, when we're watching stuff, and like, it, it is. It's like almost when when scenes are so goddamn good that you're like, whoa! It almost it's so good it like pulled me out of it to where I was like, I was thinking like, man, what was that set like after that scene? There had to have been like palpable like tension in the air like when you walk into a room that people have just been arguing in like it was it was so thick you know there was like that was such a intense moment and uh yeah really really quite something an incredible performance by uh sterling k brown and that in that scene in particular and and then you know not to you know mark duplass has got some moments too in this you know i i think he he's underrated in his um ability to kind of be like a like a wounded puppy dog in the corner like where he, you know right, he's yeah. got he's got this like inane ability to be like you just feel he's sympathetic you feel sympathy for him multiple times during this movie and it's all it is is a look on his face you know he's there, most of those scenes are he's not even saying anything but yeah. it's his body language and that's that's really good too that's that's hard to do that's good acting 
and I'll, I'll say this about both the leads in this, and it's kind of a weird thing because I hear their names all the time, and I always hear them spoken of highly. But uh, um, Sterling K. Brown and Mark Duplass, uh, I I gotta say that they're probably two of the most underrated actors out there. <laughs> like uh, I don't think you hear enough about them, and, and this is a showcase for them, and they really knock it out of the park. And the themes that are tackled in here are, are, are so funny because there's that scene, which is like you said, like, uh, yeah, now I wonder too, like, what was it like after <laughs> that happened? But it's sandwiched in between two, like ridiculous. <laughs> they're just like, they're silly. Like they, yeah. it's like, it's almost like if you were to tell people like, okay, this happens and then this happens and this happens, it'd be like, what, what the fuck are they? I mean, that makes yeah. no sense that you would do all of this in the space of 20 minutes or whatever. But I mean, uh, credit to the writing. Very, very strong writing. Really great writing. It, it, it's one of those. Well, and like you said, the themes caught up in this or, or you know, it's all top of the fucking board these days on the Internet and newspapers, and yeah. beer, beer chat rooms and, you know, everything. It, it, it approaches it in a way that I think. um uh, and I and I say this, man, because I just know our world is really intolerant. <laughs> it 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 puts it in a in a in a in a framing that I think might open some people's eyes. <laughs> you know, I, I think it does it in a and it is it's a science fiction movie, really. Yes. But it, it 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 approaches a few topics that I thought was just kind of just like wow, what a really clever thought-provoking way to do things uh, and uh yeah i i hope this uh i hope those moments and those themes in this movie are not you know outshined by anything because it, it's this this movie out of all the stuff we've seen that has tried to send a message and let's beat you over the fucking head with stuff like this did it with subtlety and tact and it made it more impactful the biosphere coming to theaters and on demand July 7th, you might be on your way to see it right now. See or no see? This is such an interesting movie. And uh, it's not going to be for everybody. I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was just outstanding. Really great direction and uh, interesting storytelling. I think that, yeah, this movie com- kept catching me off guard. Like, yeah. once you're in the shit, you're kind of like, <laughs> there's less opportunity. There's less uh, directions it can go in. But it kept surprising me, and um, the performances are so good. And like you said, you you feel for both of the characters, and it's not just kind of like, oh, I hope things turn out well. Like you feel for both of these characters. So definitely check it out. And every Saturday, you can check us out here. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network, where they have all sorts of horror theme podcasts, including us. We have an open review policy. We will watch sci-fi character studies. We will watch Blair Witch Project ripoffs. We will even watch a get a little bit of Spanish kung fu in there once in a while. But uh, <laughs> got any ideas for us? Send them our way. Send them our way on the old social medias, Twitter and Instagram. Adventures and movies is where you can find the show. You can find us individually. Nathaniel, I call him Patrick most of the time, creeping out on Instagram. He's Adventures and Nathan. I'm Blake. I'm on Twitter at Four Ride Horror. Regina is out there somewhere too at Danger Chavez. And next week, well, we got some French remakes and, well, who knows? Maybe some Casper Van Dien? More Casper Van Dien? Check it out. After four years of never mentioning his name, got to get him in here a couple of times. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. 
Amazon Music has podcasts now, including us. Morbidly Beautiful, they've they've been putting up with us for a few years now. But wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Adios. Love conquers all.